Welcome back to the Young Buck Bets Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Kelly, and man, it was another weird night in the NFL, but it's Friday, baby. I am here for my gambling picks. As always, every Friday, come here, get picks from your boy, free picks as always. I mean, I'm not going to address the situation that I posted on Twitter. I'm a high class guy, you know, like I take the high road, um, whatever else. But if I were to address it, I would say about how much of a piece of shit that pay to lose Rondo Stevens is. If I was you, I'd go block him on Instagram. Guy scams people. I don't care. Someone was like, he gave you a pick. It was minus 13 or minus 13 and a half or something like that. And they only, it was 13. It was close. I don't care. When you talk that much shit, you should get hit. But I'm not going to say any of that because I am going to take the high road and I'm a classy guy. But anyways, <laughs> to get into last night's game, the weird trend in the NFL has continued and it's made its way into week 11. The Miami Dolphins, yes, the Miami Dolphins beat the Baltimore Ravens 22 to 10 last night. I was at the casino with some family. It was great to see the family last night. Went down to the Windsor Casino, won some money, stole some money from the blackjack table and the roulette table. Thank you very much. But I looked down at my phone on the way home thinking, yeah, you know, I just cashed the casino. Maybe I cashed a couple of my touchdown scores that I tweeted out at Dylan Kelly Show on Twitter. And I looked down and I'm pretty sure at that point it was 3-3 with three minutes left to go in the second quarter. What the hell is going on here? I'm not cashing any bets. And then to make things worse, Tua wasn't named the starter. Jacoby Brissett gets hurt. Tua goes in. He scores a rushing touchdown. I said on Tuesday that if Tua played, I was taking Tua for a rushing touchdown because he wasn't named the starter. I didn't take him. He was plus 550, I'm pretty sure, before the game on Betway. He ends up rushing one in for a touchdown. I was pissed. That game's just weird. Miami wins 22-10. to um, it was just tough to watch when I came home and started watching the second half. I actually fell asleep in the third quarter because I think going into the fourth quarter, it was six to three for Miami. So I fell asleep during that third quarter. Um, Baltimore couldn't run the ball at all, which is weird on Miami. Um, they like Lamar, I think was the leading rusher with 39 yards. The highlight of the game was that O lineman catching that screen pass and rumbling, bumbling and stumbling shadow Chris Berman into the house with the getting flipped, the nice stretch, 350 pounds landed on his head. That was pretty wild. It was completely illegal. Great to watch. Great play. I don't know why he caught the ball and started running with it. He's been playing football his whole life. He knows he can't do it. That was amazing. I loved every second of it. Weird caveat for fantasy. Mike Gusecki, seven targets, no catches. Absolutely wild to have him in a fantasy league that I'm now one and eight in. Yes, one and eight in. And he got me zero points last night. So I'm probably going to go one and nine. But I'm going to recap the bets that I have this week. Um, I put down a couple already. Um, I'm going through them, and then I'll quickly, as Brian Hayes will say, I'll quickly tee up the Leafs game for you before I get out of here because they play the Calgary Flames tonight. I believe it's at 7 o'clock in Toronto. Um, And it's the week of the underdog, in my opinion, in the NFL. I could see taking an outright parlay with, like, Cleveland, New Orleans, Minnesota, Seattle, and the Rams, and I'm pretty sure I got a screenshot from my my absolute brother, one of my best friends in the world, Blake Horler. He sent me a parlay. He has all of that in one parlay. I actually think that might be one of the safest underdog parlays I have ever seen. I just I, I can't remember a time where I've seen an underdog parlay where I thought, yep, I really like that. I just named them all as people I could see taken out, right? But for my picks, I love that parlay. I wish I could take it and just give that out. But I actually, I guess I kind of did, but I didn't give it out. If it hits and you take that parlay, go and shout out to my boy, Blake Horler. I, I mean, he's the one that picked the parlay. He sent it to me. But I had to handpick a couple um, that I thought were best. So let's start with my 
dogs. Yes, dogs of the week. I can't wait till Sunday. I'm going to lose my voice barking in the car. And the first one I got on is the Sunday night game. And I'm rolling with the killers down in Las Vegas. I'm going with the Raiders. And I don't know if you guys saw it on. Uh, there was a cornerback from the Raiders that got released this week for threatening some dude on Instagram, showing a gun and everything like that. Like the Raiders just, I don't know, bad judge of character. Gruden, Ruggs. This guy, this corner, I think the, that corner, too, was a first-round pick or a second-round pick in 2020. So now they're first-round and second-round pick in 2020, wide receiver, cornerback. They're both gone for, I don't know, bad judge of character. John Gruden, gone, bad judge of character. I don't know, Las Vegas is weird. But regardless, I am taking them. I mean, as they, they would say in the biz, they got edge. They got edge. I'm taking them because they got edge. But I'm a firm believer that the Chiefs have just completely fallen off this season. And the Raiders just signed Deshaun Jackson earlier this week to kind of regain that deep ball threat that they lost with Henry Ruggs. And I don't know, Kenyon uh, Kenyon Drake and uh, Josh Jacobs have actually been a good one-two punch together since John Gruden has left. Kenyon Drake has actually been used in the starting lineup. I think he's had like 16 or more fantasy points in the last three weeks. So I would start both of those running backs in fantasy this week. Hunter Renfro is another guy I'd start in this game. Um, he has proven that he's a steady number one slot receiver for Derek Carr. And Derek Carr loves throwing guys for that slant as soon as there's pressure. Hunter Renfro is always there. He seems to be getting open. Great draft pick by them on Hunter Renfro. Just sucks that they miss on the other guys. The Raiders are averaging 305 passing yards per game, which is second best in the league this season, while also averaging 89.4 rushing yards on the ground. So they average, like, I mean, rounded up, they average, what, 395 yards per game? That's pretty impressive. Um, And with the way the Kansas City Chiefs defense plays, there's nothing to make me think the Raiders can at least get, like, 450 yards in this one and maybe four or five touchdowns. Like, the Kansas City defense is one of the worst in the league. Yes, the Chargers has the worst uh, run defense in the league, but Kansas City is by far all around one of the worst defenses in the league. Both times these teams played in 2020, it was really close. The Raiders won the first matchup 40 to 32. The Chiefs scored 35 or the Chiefs won the second one 35 to 31. So Vegas has shown they 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 play this KC team tough already and that was when Kansas City was rolling. Kansas City's not rolling anymore and the Raiders are actually proving that they're a pretty strong team so far this year. I love this pick. Raiders plus 125 on the money line. Lock it in as the first pick of the week for your boy the Young Buck. My next pick is also a dog, another big dog on the week, and it breaks my heart to pick this one, but I'm on the Minnesota Vikings on the money line at plus 145. And if I lose this one, and my guy on the other sideline, I can't say his name this week because he's just, I mean, you know who I'm talking about. My guy on the other sideline goes off for the Chargers this week, and I lose this bet. I'm almost okay with it, but he has to go off, almost similar to what he did last week. Go check his stat line from last week. Google the guy. Guy's an absolute animal. But uh, I just don't see a way that Minnesota loses this ball game. Like, the Chargers can't stop anyone who runs the ball. They couldn't stop me and you if we lined up behind an NFL offensive line on the two-yard line. They just can't stop anybody. They have the worst run D in the league, averaging 161 rush yards per game against, while also allowing... uh, 20, 25.1 points per game. And for reference, that's worse than the Eagles, Bears, tied with Miami and KC. And all of those are just like, I mean, the Bears are okay defense, I guess. But Miami, KC, Eagles, they're not good defenses. And that's kind of where the Chargers are on defense. They're just a very mediocre or below average team at best. And their run defense is by far the worst in the league. The Vikings have a mediocre defense that is banged up right now, but I just don't think that they're going to have to be on the field that much when because their offense is going to be taking the ball down the field, getting four or five yards per rush, and going on 
I don't know, 15, 14 play, 12 play drives. Like they're going to eat up six, seven, five minutes a clock every single drive, and they're going to put up three, four, five score. I just don't think that the Chargers are going to get the ball enough to keep up with Minnesota in this one. The Vikings also only have five giveaways on the season, which is second, like least in the league, second best in the league. Um, they only have five, so they know how to control the ball at all times, which is like a huge thing to know mentally when you're betting on an underdog. I think everybody in gambling knows when you bet on an underdog, it's kind of sketchy. Usually the stats aren't in your favor. Usually like you're betting on a kind of a crappy quarterback. I always think of taking like Cleveland in, in a uh, as an underdog and like having them to come back and watching Baker try to throw. I don't know, Kirk Cousins, the fact that they only have five turnovers on the season as a dog, it seems like a safe, safe pick at plus 145 on the money line. So lock it in. Minnesota plus 145 on the money line versus the Chargers. And the next pick I got is on the spread. And I'm putting this before the ad because it's going to be quick. And I feel like this is almost going to be a unanimous pick by, I guess, Monday night. And it's the Rams minus three and a half over San Francisco on Monday night. The Rams are four and one on Monday night in the McVay era. Remember, most of that's with Jared Goff at quarterback, which is brutal. Matt Stafford's slinging the ball now. And I love the Rams on primetime. It's similar similar to like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers where like stars just show out in primetime. And guess what? The Los Angeles Rams, they are loaded with stars on offense and defense. Aaron Donald on defense. Jalen, Jalen Ramsey, Von Miller even now on defense. All the boys on offense. Koopy Cup, Bobby Trees, Daryl Henderson, Matty Stafford. Uh, maybe a guy named OBJ, like he just signed there. I can't believe that. I wonder if he gets any, like much, if any action, because they're already loaded there. They don't need to really work him in. They already got Van Jefferson doing a fine job down there, but I don't know. They're absolutely loaded all around. I don't see a way that San Francisco similar to, I mean, not similar to the Chargers. San Francisco doesn't score near as much as the Chargers doesn't have the offensive prowess as the Chargers, but I just don't see how San Francisco keeps up with the Rams and stays Rams and stays within three points. It's like, I have them at minus three and a half here. Um, San Francisco turns the ball over a lot, 14 times so far this season, San Francisco's turned the ball over and the Rams take the way, take away, a, uh, a, the ball a lot. Can't even talk today, forcing 14 turnovers already, including 12 picks. So, I mean, if you're gambling props, do you maybe look 12 interceptions for the Rams already this season, 14 turnovers already for San Francisco this season? Do you look Rams defensive special teams touchdown? Usually those sit around, I don't know, plus 400 to plus 700. I might take a peek at it in primetime. I might take a peek. Keep on Twitter. I might have that putting out for you. San Francisco defense struggles to stop the run, so I'd look for a big game from Daryl Henderson. I'd look for a couple wide receiver runs. They really like running that wide receiver pitch to uh, Bobby Trees. I could see them doing a lot of that this game, kind of taking advantage of that bad run D. Um, the Rams are just way better offensively in the throw-heavy offense. They average 20, 29 points per game to San Francisco's 23, and I think the Rams win by like six or seven in this one here, so I'm comfortable laying the points on in the Monday nighter. Rams minus three and a half, and I'll also tweet out TD scores for both primetime games. As I said, at Dylan Kelly Show on Twitter, on Instagram, I'll be tweeting them out on Twitter, but for now, let's hear the ad before I get into the rest of my picks and tee up the Leafs game. If you've made it this far, thank you for listening. But let me tell you about the sponsor of this podcast, Bounty Sports, the Pick'em style daily fantasy sports website and app where you can join tournaments for as little as $1. They run tournaments in NFL, NHL, NBA, MLB, UFC, soccer, and even the PGA. Go on my Twitter at DylanKelly9797 and sign up using my link to let them know I sent you. And you get a free $5 when you sign up using my link. You could use that for five different tournaments and make absolute 
bank. Bounty Sports. Pick quick, win big. All right, another great ad by me. If you own a company or you know somebody that owns a company and they want some advertising on this podcast, tell them to hit me up. Usually all it costs is a t-shirt or something and you get free advertising on the podcast for a week, two weeks, however long you want it. Let them know to hit me up and they could get in that slot right there. Also hit me up if you want a Young Buck Bets t-shirt and hoodie. Go to my Instagram page. We're going to be dropping some soon. They're going to look sick. I already have some. They look amazing. I can't wait to wear them out absolutely everywhere. It's a little weird wearing my own name on stuff, but I have no problem doing it because I am a weirdo. But on to my next picks in the NFL before I tee up the Leafs game here tonight. The next pick I have is on the alternative point spread, and it's actually a parlay. I got two games on the alternative point spread, and ever since Ryan came on, I really do enjoy buying points and feeling way more comfortable and using that in parlays, having two p- picks that I'm really comfortable in and when I buy points and then parlaying them together to get good odds. I forget what the exact odds for this parlay is, but I think if you slap down 20, you win 50, 51, 52, something like that. More than double your money, so it's a good odds parlay, and it's the Cowboys minus 7 versus the Falcons and the Colts at minus 7.5 versus the Jags. The real lines are the Cowboys minus nine, so we're buying two points there. And the Colts are minus ten and a half, so we're buying a few points there as well. And after a horrible week last week, I think the Cowboys are poised for a huge game here against the Falcons. Their defense allows 360.5 yards per game and 27 and a half points per game. So the Cowboys are, t- like, I don't know, the Cowboys are going to run or throw all over that offense. They are tops in the league in almost every, at least to me, relevant stat that I can find. They're top five top 10, top two, top three. Like they are just tops in the league and not that they're banged up, but they're getting even healthier this week where they get their original number three wide receiver back behind CeeDee Lamb and and, uh, Amari Cooper. They get Michael Gallup back this week and that only makes them stronger. Dak got the knock off the rust off of his calf last week. He had a horrible performance. He kind of got some fancy points and stuff for us in garbage time, but he had a horrible, horrible week up until the fourth quarter. And I think he'll be back in this one and have a big game. As they say, good teams don't lose twice. And I think the Cowboys are, or two times in a row, they do lose twice. They don't lose two times in a row. And the Cowboys are a good team. Um, the Cowboys are seven and two against the spread and Atlanta's four and four. So you really don't know what to expect from the Falcons any given day. You don't really know what they're going to do. The Cowboys are going to give you guys a really good shot to cover the spread every single week. And we don't even need them to cover the actual spread. We just need them at minus seven. So that's the first leg of the parlay. The Cowboys minus seven over the Atlanta Falcons. And the second leg, like I said, was the Colts at minus seven and a half versus Jacksonville. And if Jacksonville wins this game, they better tape up Urban Meyer's hands and escort him right to the plane. If Urban Meyer goes on a two-game win streak, those fingers will be looking to go up absolutely anything in Indianapolis before he leaves. I am telling you. So they better tape up those hands and get his ass on the plane if they win this game. But I really just don't see a scenario where Jacksonville wins. I know I could have said that last week against the Bills and they won, and that's why they play the games, but I don't see a scenario where the Jacksonville wins two games in a row, especially against the Bills and then the Colts. Um, The Colts are far better in every single offensive category you can find. That's why they're favored by actually 10 and a half. Uh, Jacksonville has 14 turnovers on the season already, and the Colts already have, they lead the league in the stat. They have 20 takeaways on the season already. The Colts have 20 takeaways on defense already, and The Jacksonville Jaguars have turned the ball over 14 times. That's just a recipe for a disaster for a Jacksonville team here. I see Indy having like two takeaways here, getting some good field position, easily helping us cash that ticket at minus seven and a half. Like I think they actually do cover the 
full on spread of minus 10 and a half. But like I said, I wanted to be comfortable. I wanted to feel comfortable, especially in a parlay that makes you uncomfortable already as a gambler. I wanted to feel comfortable. I can't say it enough. Comfortable. I'll say it last time. Anyways, I got them at minus 7.5 for the second leg of the parlay. So lock it in. And so I'm going to do a quick recap of the bets as always. Um, I got the Rams minus three and a half on the spread over the San Francisco 49ers. I got the Vikings plus 145 on the money line over the Chargers, which hurts me to say. I got the Las Vegas Raiders plus 125 over the Chiefs, um, which on the money line, which I also love that pick too. I love both dogs this week. Like I said, check out Blake Horler's parlay. It was what I said earlier. It's an absolute great underdog parlay if you want to take it. And you, and if you take it and it hits, let me know, and I'm going to let him know, and he'll be on the pod next if something like that hits. Um, I also have the alternative point, pre- point spread parlay, which I just talked about, and it's the Cowboys minus 7 over the Falcons and the Colts minus 7.5 over Jacksonville. And let's tee up this Leafs game that we're about to watch at 7 o'clock. Calgary is 7-3-3, which looks great on the surface, and Leafs are 8-5-1. The Leafs, have, which doesn't look so great on the surface, but... The Leafs have won six of their last seven, and the Flames have lost four of their last five. Two of those losses are in OT, but they played last night, and they lost to the Montreal Canadiens, who are absolutely brutal this season. Brutal! Everybody is already saying that they're done. They're not even going to be in the playoffs this season. So, like, I don't know. Calgary just lost to them, so... Coming in on a back-to-back, I think Toronto might slap them here tonight. Um, Toronto's really turned it around. Like I said, they the big boys have been producing, like I said, on Tuesday's podcast. I actually broke that down. Go back and listen if you want to hear how great they've been, not including the game, I guess, last night or the night before. Anyways, um, I'm, I'm not going to do any research here. I'm actually just doing this off the top of the dome. That was all the notes that I had. But you know what? I'm actually going to watch this game. I'm really fired up for this game. And you guys, get, if you've listened this far, then I, I love you. I appreciate you. You get some bonus picks, baby. I am going to go to anytime goal scorers for the Leafs and Calgary Flames game. And we are going to rip through this, baby. One guy that I know that I'm going to bet already, um, I have no notes for this already, but is Andre Mon- or Andrew Mangiapani. Love that name. The guy probably had insane Italian dinners. Let me just look up his stats here. He's got 13 games. Nine goals, two apps already. He's plus 220 anytime goal scorer. That means the Young Bucks on him. First bet, locked in. Andrew Mangiapane, plus 220 anytime goal scorer. Let's find someone on the Leafs, too. Michael Bunting, no. Jason Spezza, maybe. I love Andre Cash, by the way, or however you say. Cash and Camp, those two are actual legitimate third liners. We haven't had uh, those like legitimate third liners that throw the body around and work really hard in a long time. I really like those guys. I hope we keep at least one of them for a while. I might go first goal scorer, Austin Matthews. I always like that b- bet, and I am. I'm doing it. $5 pays 40 Let's go with 10 Let's go 10 pays 80 Austin Matthews, first goal scorer tonight in the Leafs game. But let's just go a real goal scorer. Willie Nylander was kind of on fire. I can see him bringing it around and scoring here tonight. Uh, what else do we got? I'm going to go, actually, I am going to go Willie, I think. I think I'm going to go Willie at plus 155 for 5 bucks. pays twelve seventy five. That's what I'm doing tonight. Those just off the top of my dome. So actually, to recap, even more bets. For tonight's Leafs game is Andrew, Andrew, I don't know why I keep saying Andrew, I just assume, I just, Andrew Mangiapane at plus 220, anytime goal scorer, uh, William Nylander plus 155, anytime goal scorer, and Austin Matthews plus 700 to score the first goal, $10 pays 80, 
I don't really know how that last segment went. That was just off the top of my head. But that's all I got for you. I will see you guys on Tuesday for all my recaps. Good luck this weekend. Let's win some money, baby, and have a good weekend. Peace!